Hey girl, ready for another week to shine, sparkle, and slay? Just like every week, we'll be learning how to build confidence and business skills so you can show up as the person you've always wanted to be, but didn't think was possible. Get ready to shine by breaking out of that low self-worth. Sparkle when you realize just what you're capable of and slay by holding each other up. I'm Stephanie Rodriguez, and this is the Shine Sparkle Slay podcast. Let's get started. Hey, hey, Shine Sisters. Thank you so much for tuning in today for another episode of the Shine Sparkle Slay podcast. We are here today with Miss Ann Bennett. And let me tell you, when I say rock star, she is a complete rock star. If you guys did not have the opportunity to check out the short conversation that I had with her previously, you have got to listen to this bio. Anne is an award-winning graphic designer for Vogue magazine and brand profit builder. Anne Bennett has helped many talented entrepreneurs illuminate, translate, and amplify their unique brand so they can stand out, get noticed and known, and make a big impact and make bank. I like the sound of that. Anne helps entrepreneurs build a head-whipping brand identity that positions their influence and explodes their profits to six figures and beyond. Her life's mission is to impact entrepreneurs to own, honor, and unleash their rebel voice, become an outer rock star by amplifying their brilliance and skyrocketing their profits, and get unruly, get rich, and change the world. Like, really? Like, can we be friends? This all sounds awesome. Yeah, because when good people make good money, they do good. Yes, this is true. Thank you so much for coming back on again, Anne. The last time we talked, we had such great conversations. So I've been looking forward to today. Thank you, Stephanie. Okay. So someone with a bio like this has to have a pretty interesting background. So I cannot wait to hear how you got to everything you have going on today. Would you share <laughs> some of that with us? Sure. Where should I begin? Right? Uh, yeah, I think it's really humorous I know I was saying you know we were talking about purpose and how do you know your purpose and how do you know what you should be doing and so much of it is a process of learning about yourself but I think when we're little we already know but we just don't have the language for it we don't have the reflective uh, thought about it so as you get older you can start to see oh yeah this is these are the directions that I've headed. And a lot of times people think it's unrelated, but it's actually very related. So when I, um, my background is I'm an artist and I was going to school, I got a BFA in painting mm-hmm. and I was off to New York City to pursue my, my art career in the 80s, which was fantastic. I always <laughs> thought I was like behind. I was always a step behind what I thought was being on the cutting edge until I got up on the cutting edge. And that was definitely that, that kind of experience for a California surfer girl to Mm -hmm. move to New York city and grow up and learn how to speak English and not surfer slang. Surfer slang. (laughs) Or Valley girl. Right. Right. And, um, it was quite a lot of growth and development in that way, really taking risks, being courageous, not knowing mm-hmm. how it was going to go, 
there was times, you know, this is how I talk to God. I don't know if you, you all use God or, or, you know, source or spirituality. To me, it's all kind of one big same thing. I would say, you want me to stay in New York? Then you get me a loft. And then like a week later, I'd meet somebody. I was at an art opening at Paula Cooper Gallery in Soho. And I hear this, I know you. And I turn around and it's somebody I knew from LA. No way. Yeah. And I was like, I'm looking for a place to live. And she's like, oh, call me tomorrow. Me and my boyfriend are putting together a deal. And we ended up buying, me and 12 other artists bought two buildings in uh, East Village in like 1986. So it was very scratchy. It was when all the artists moved from Soho to the East Village. So it was extremely exciting. Openings every night, everyone in the street, you know, that craziness. Um, When things happen in that kind of a flow, that's when I know I'm doing things correctly. Mm-hmm. Or at least in my mind, it should be easier. It's not always easy. There's always iterate to awesome. And by that, I mean, you're making a lot of mistakes. <laughs> right. And then you're going, oh, I need to adjust. It's not like you're doing the wrong thing. It's just that there's a tweak or there's an adjustment to something. Right. And um, so, you know, I've just always just run my life out of passion and purpose and what I thought I wanted to be doing. You so know, how did that get you to, because I know you do a lot of coaching today and your bio is full of, you know, how to use your personality to make bank and impacting entrepreneurs to own, honor and unleash their rebel voice. So how did that person that moved to New York for painting turn into the world that you're in today where you're really heavily involved with helping entrepreneurs? You know, it's a really great question because, you know, we were talking about this a little earlier. I was the it girl at Vogue. Everybody wanted my job. Nice. (laughs) Right. They're like, when can I come to lunch? You know, I want to go in the cafeteria because it was designed by Frank Geary. Right. Or, you know, I didn't have time for lunch. I was eating at my desk. Right. (laughs) But, you know, you know, they wanted to come and see the whole scene or like Sex in the City was shooting up there. And I'd look out and they'd be all these beautiful people wearing black. And I go, look, they're us. (laughs) Very very funny but I think um you know how do you get to some point in your life for me a series of events occurred and uh, we had talked about this you know uh, being in New York downtown for Mm 9-11 completely changed that whole thing of being the it girl and the glitz and Mm -hmm. glamour and I lived in them I mean, New York is considered New York the only city in the world you should live in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything else is not a city except maybe Paris. Right. It's just we're very like New York, New York, New York, you know, so nice. They named it twice. Exactly. <laughs> that kind of stuff. And um, well, that's I interesting think- because I do know that you were down 9-11 when that, that all occurred. So you were working that day. I was on my way to work. So what was happening was I was actually having a fight 
with my girlfriend and we were walking up the street and she was like, I know you're having an affair. And I'm like, really seriously, people, no time for that. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry, just, no, it just doesn't fit in. <laughs> but, you know, we're fighting. And all of a sudden, these people were across the street looking up into the sky. So we turned and looked up to see the first plane hit the World Trade Center. And it was in that moment because both of us had friends that worked down there. And my girlfriend, Amelia, had worked for Cantor Fitzgerald. She had a lot of friends down there, a lot of uh, colleagues. And uh, it was like being uh, hit with a stun gun, Mm -hmm. just standing there like your feet, my feet were heavy. And I was just looking like this cannot be happening. Mm -hmm. This is not, first it was like, oh, it must be, it must be an accident. And then as the, Obviously, the day unfolded and things happened. It was like, oh, we're being attacked. This is an attack. And it changed my DNA forever. What I didn't do you mean care. by that? Well, I didn't care that I was at the top of my game working at Vogue and, you know, it was the glitz and the glamour and living this super glamorous life and kind of the power of all of that. I just wanted, we we're talking about making a contribution. Mm -hmm. I just wanted it to be the questions at the end of my life that I'm answering, which I believe are, did I live? Did I love? And did I matter? Mm -hmm. Those questions I wanted to be living. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to get to the end of my life and go, wow, I really wished I'd done this or I never did that. And I always wanted to do that. And uh, whatever, whatever that is for all of us, you know, it's important to, and I know you were saying you've gotten to 40 and now it's like, dang, I'm going to take my life and make it however I want it to be. It's like, and why didn't I do this sooner? <laughs> yeah. And it's all of us, for all of us, I think there is that point, but I think the 9-11, I got very clear that I wanted to make sure that the people I love know that I love them mm. because tomorrow we could all be gone. Mm -hmm. very obvious people were there and then they were gone. And I think the biggest tragedy was people were fighting before they went to work mm. and people didn't remember what their significant other, their, their, their person was actually wearing because they're, because we get all caught up in our heads all the time. We do. We, to, we, we do. live down in our heart. And, and the truth of it is the head will always misguide you mm -hmm. to misguide a guidance. The heart always tells the truth mm -hmm. and the emotions actually live up in your head. The heart is just like, boom, you want to know what to do with yourself? Ask your heart and wait for an answer. I actually, I always tell my husband, I don't make a move until my head and my heart match. Mm -hmm. And then once that happens and I go for it, if it's just the head, no, if it's just the heart, no, when they come together, it's time to move. Well, that's the power. You got the two things like aligned, mm -hmm. very, very, very important. So for me, I just became like, yeah, what is my life really about? You know, what am I doing? What do I want to do? Who do I want to help? How do I want to contribute with my talent, skills, and abilities? You know, not that there isn't a tremendous of contribution in the fashion world. Don't get me wrong. 
I love fashion. I love anything cultural and creative. And I wanted to be in the trenches with people Mm -hmm. where we're really working together to like create a change together. Like when I work with my clients, it's very synergistically. We're like together creating something. And that to me is the deepest satisfaction I could actually have. Would you say that's the moment that your career path changed? Is that when you, yeah, when you started moving towards working with entrepreneurs? Yeah, when I left New York specifically, I stayed for a while because we were um, in shell shock, Mm -hmm. so to speak. I mean, it was like, I just wanted life to become normal, Mm -hmm. you know, like settle down, get normal. I didn't want to move around. So whenever I'm in a real emotional space or there's something tragic happening, I just hunker down into foundation. But as the years went on, I did leave New York. And once I left, I didn't know what I was going to do, basically. So I started looking at, well, what are my talent, skills, and abilities? You know, people start, sometimes they want to go do something new. They want to leave corporate, like you're leaving, you've left, you know, your corporate life. And they're like, oh, well, I want to. They just pick something out of the air. Right. <laughs> Hope it oh, works. I've always been interested in da da da, right? <laughs> and uh, to me, there's like a little bit more of a progression. So if you look at what are my talent, skills, and abilities and make a list, and who are the people I want to serve? Talent, very skills, smart. Abilities, who do I want to serve and look to see where that comes together? Mm-hmm. That'll tell you. You are so spot on. I was going to be a life coach. And I was like, ha! (laughs) (laughs) Somebody paid me to help them with their life, which was really amazing. And uh, (laughs) and I was like, yeah, I can't sit here and listen to you talk. I want to solve the problem. I'm like, I tell you, go do this or try this. Or like, I just, that, yeah, no. We have so much in common, so much in common. I once said I was going to be a life coach too. And it's like, it's not for me. I'm the, the, the doer. Like, I feel yeah, like I have, my intuition is like pretty strong, I think. So it's like, do, do this, that, that's just the way I operate. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's good to know that about yourself. There's other people I've learned to listen. I've learned to really listen to my people as I'm working with them, but it's taken, you know, we were talking about this. I'm always talking over people and (laughs) downloads, ideas, all this stuff. (laughs) If I don't say it, it disappears. Yep. You know, so I'm like, I got to interrupt and say, Hey, what do you think about this idea? Or I just got this download for this little quip or this little sentence talking about liberating your rebel spirit, Mm -hmm. liberating yourself to be yourself. Mm -hmm to really be your complete self and allow the judgments and assessments to fall to the, not that they ever disappear, I don't believe, but they go in the background so yes. that you can actually do what you do best. So what is your coaching intel? Cause I love that statement that you just had. Um, what is it? The rebel liberate Liber- your rebel spirit. So your coaching, talk about that a little bit. Is it around helping people to do that? Yeah, I mean, it's basically we have what I call, um, I created these archetypes, mm-hmm. right? These renegade brand archetypes. And uh, I just, 
and in the spirit of keeping things very simple, because as a human being, we're fairly complex. And, you know, if we can make it messy and complex, we will. <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> it's just what we do. So I created these four archetypes. You're either a nurturer, disruptor, innovator, or a geek. And of mm-hmm. course, as human being, we're combinations. Mm-hmm. But when you're looking to brand yourself, you want to have a very strong voice to the brand that's your voice. So mm-hmm. it's just, boom. Some people see you, it's like, boom, it's not a question. They're immediately like, oh yeah, I totally get what she's about. That totally makes sense. I have got to take this assessment because I need I know. to know. You got to know. I need to know. And you guys are going to be able to take it as well because she gave us the link, which we're going to make sure to drop in the show notes. So you guys are going to have to check it out as well because I don't know. I just feel like a lot of times we may feel like we're one thing, but taking an assessment like this, you never know. You could be surprised. So I need to know for myself. So I'll be checking this out for sure. It can be very surprising for some because, you know, When I first started the assessment, I had um, some cards that I made up, these these archetype of the cards themselves that have the characteristics on there Mm -hmm. of of each of the of the archetypes. And, um, you know, women come up to me and I go, well, do you have kids? And they go, yeah. And I just like flip the nurturer off. (laughs) (laughs) So I just flip that one. (laughs) You're not going to get to choose that one. That's too funny really true for you, which it is for some people, mm-hmm. but, like, but it is common. Uh, if you're a mom, you automatically, Oh, I'm going to be a nurturer. Or, uh, I'm a nurturer. And because you've made it up, mm-hmm. I'm a nurturer. Or if you're a he- in the healing arts, naturally people are like, Oh, well, I'm a nurturer. If you're a coach, Oh, I'm a nurturer. Mm-hmm. Well, yes and no. But when you take the assessment, it's data driven. That is so cool. I'm like, wow, it's data. You're actually a four nurturer and you're a five innovator. So you're a nurturing innovator. So, you know, it's like there's nuances to it. And what's what's beautiful about it is your archetype tells you what your brand is and your brand tells you what your business is. That's what I was wanting to ask is the brand part. How do you connect that to the brand and what differences would it make depending on, on what your results are? Yeah, it's very different because uh, let's take two, let me take two people that we all know that are in the same business. Okay. So you got Elon Musk and you've got Steve Jobs. Mm -hmm. Okay. Basically in the same business, very creative, right? Okay, so Steve Jobs is an innovator, mm-hmm. understated, always creating, pulling up the future. They both pull the future into the present, mm-hmm. but Elon Musk is definitely a freaking bad boy. He is, he is no doubt. A disruptor. He's like, I'm putting my cars on Mars and you push the button on my Tesla and it's ludicrous. You know, it's right. dances and lights up. I don't know if any of you have a Tesla, but, you know, there's, it's a big toy. It's really freaking yeah. awesome, right? I love it. And because um, it appeals to my sense of humor about things. <laughs> and, you know, so they're very much in the same field and they're very, very different. That's so a very happened, good example. 
is people are we could use we could use rock stars we can use um you got madonna and you got beyonce both well beyonce is a better singer you got lady gaga <laughs> yeah, love me some madonna because she's in my age category okay <laughs> i i watched her the first night she came out in new york wow like 83 at this club danceteria but but um you know, you got Gaga and you got Beyonce, both very, very successful in what they do. Beautiful voices, mm-hmm. right? Totally freaking awesome. Well, Beyonce is more of an innovator. Mm-hmm. Gaga is definitely a disruptor. Mm-hmm. Right? I see where you're going with that. Yeah. Characteristics. You know, Beyonce is beautiful. She's very feminine. She's not the Gaga is none of, you know, Gaga is too, but it's more of what you think of when you think of the person. Yeah. My brain is just like, like, oh my God, she's just so edgy and she's always upsetting the status quo. She's a freedom fighter. She's like gay rights. And, you know, she built her whole business on people that were unacceptable in terms of like the unicorns. Right. (laughs) The group of unicorns were her people. Right. Because of her own personal story, how, you know, when she was in high school, people picked her up and put her in a trash can. She was bullied. I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. Bullied. Mm. And, you know, so was I. And so were many, many disruptors were not people that really fit in. There were people Mm. that were on the outside, you know, where Beyonce is like, I mean, super talented, right? Really awesome. Yeah. very beautiful. I mean, model, model, beautiful. Right. Mm-hmm. So very, very different. Yeah. You got and me thinking now, if you can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> that's how their archetypes like show up. So when I speak about the archetypes, I use um, nurturer. I use Oprah because she's so mm-hmm. big. Like we all go, Oh, Oprah. I love it. I love piece of Oprah. Everyone like, loves Oprah. Right. And it's because she's like your BFF. Mm hmm. You haven't even met her, but, you know, and you know, people like this, you walk into a room, you're not sure why you feel like, you know, them, Mm -hmm. you get a big hug and it's all warm and fuzzy and really not. That's the nurturer. That's just how they are. They exude it in the essence of who they are. So how this relates to your brand is like a nurturer is going to talk differently to their people than a disruptor. Oh, for sure. I can see that. Like a nurturer is going to be like, oh, tell me about it. Oh, I know that's really hard. You know, I really want to support you and love you through all the emotions. They're more like that. Mm -hmm. Disruptor is like, are you freaking kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they have a different, you know, they're a little sassier. They got a point of view. We love them because they make us laugh. And we're like, what are they going to do next? <laughs> gotcha. I definitely see the difference. <laughs> okay. We're not sure, but we know we're never going to see Oprah wearing black leathers riding a Harley. No. That is so not on brand. Right. She's got a strong enough brand that we could see her do that. But we would just be like, that really wasn't Oprah, was it? Right. Did that just happen? Right. Did you see what I just saw? Because I don't think I saw that. Like, no, that wasn't her. It <laughs> was a dream, right? It was somebody that looked like her. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like that. You want your brand to be so strong. Like my brand is so strong 
that if I'm not, and tonight, today, I'm not wearing a leather jacket, but when I don't have my leather jackets on, people are like, uh, where's the leather jacket? <laughs> because it's part of the, it's part of the brand, right? Right. So, so let me ask, when someone takes the assessment, do you give like additional, like, yeah, so explanation? You take the assessment and then I have written out the answers for you based on your personality style. So if you're a nurturer, we talk about what your presentation style is from the stage. Then we talk about as a way of being, because I'm not going to, you know, we can't dig that deep, but we can say as a way of being, this is what happens for you. Um, What is your messaging style? This is what it looks like. What does your product style look like? Because it's different than an innovator or a disruptor or even a geek, my other favorite. Um, I love my geeks. Geeks are like this. Okay, I have a class in right now. I'm teaching, it's called, it's, it's the first time I've done this. It's called um, Rebel Brand Formula. And it's like six weeks. So here I'm in class and we're all basing it on everybody's archetype. And somebody is going, well, you know, um, I really want to know the percentage of my personality that's, you know, whatever it was, my archetype percentage, like how much of geek and how much of innovate, and, and I need the breakdown. And I was like, you're a geek. <laughs> Just by that question alone. It's kind of obvious. You <laughs> yeah. Know, geeks are like blueprint people. They yeah. have a system and they track everything and they like to know all the numbers and, you know, Whereas oh, just one look at my like, desktop, you can see I am not a geek. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, you know, disruptors are like everything's flying all over the place. They act really well in chaos. They're very good flying by the seat of their pants, essentially, and not having all the answers. They're totally fine with it. Where someone else, like a geek, would be going berserk. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, let me do all the research first. Let me get all my ducks in a row first. A nurture is going to be like, let me go into nature and feel how it is Mm -hmm. and get really grounded. And I'm always here for hugs. I'm always here as a positive force in your life. Mm -hmm. That's like a nurturer, right? Right. Innovator is like, yeah, I got to go quick. I need a team to implement my vision. So let's get going, people. I've got these big ideas and I need this group that's going to implement for me so I can just keep my ideas going, Mm -hmm. a different energy. They're usually understated compared to a disruptor. Who's like a peacock. Mm, Gotcha. Steve jobs is like black on black, black t-shirt, black jeans and black tennis shoes. Right. And a pair of glasses or whatever. (laughs) Right. Right. Little round glasses like pointer. (laughs) So that's very innovatory like, or if you think of Ariana Huffington, mm-hmm. you've ever seen pictures of her kind of understated, not, mm-hmm. not flashy, but you know, very substantial, really interesting woman. Right. Uh, very successful. Those are the innovators. The disruptors okay. are like, you know, rock star type personalities. The right. More like Lady Gaga, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm so interested to learn more. I'm hearing you talk about them. I'm all, 
in between, am I a nurturer or a disruptor? I think I have maybe a mix of both, but I could be saying nurturer because I'm a mom and all that jazz. So right. now I, I got to take the quiz to find out. So when you take the quiz, it'll, it'll tell us like mm-hmm. more than likely you're a disruptor. Like mm-hmm. just from our conversation, we're talking right. about, you know, being a rebel and kind of doing it your way and, you know, I tend to do that. <laughs> having a you and don't tell me what to do. You're not the right. boss of me. All of that's <laughs> very disruptory. Like yeah. if someone tries to tell me what to do, I, I'm open to suggestions. I have learned. <laughs> she said, I have learned. <laughs> I have learned sometimes other people are really a lot smarter than I am. And it would mm-hmm. really move me to listen to what they have to say. I'll take what I want and leave the rest. But, you know, I've learned that over the years where when I was younger, it was just like, get out of my way. I'm doing it my way. Like I did it. My way is basically the theme song or I'm born <laughs> this way. God, right. I, I was born this way. Those are the theme songs of the disruptor. I should give them all right. theme songs. That you should. Be- that would be super cool. <laughs> that would be cool. Because yeah. now we kind of know a little bit of their animal types, you know. Mm-hmm. That, go- that would be very cool. So if anyone's listening and you relate to Anne's personality, chances are you too are a disruptor. <laughs> chances are. Yeah. Or chances are you just relate to that energy. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like, it's not like you have to be a disruptor. I have a lot of nurturing people that I work with, a lot mm-hmm. of nurturers. I, I want to do a percentage of, you know, do a pie chart of percentage of nurturers, percentage of disruptors. Yeah. Yes. So that we can just look at the data. So that's where my geeky part comes out. Yeah. Like, so oh. You can be a mix of everything, but there's usually a, one that makes you stand out as like the predominant. Yeah. You want to drive with your predominant one. Mm -hmm. So the one that basically it's the one that people see when you come in the room. Mm. Oh, that makes sense. Right. Cause they're going to see it. You're not, you're too close to see actually. So a lot of things ask unless they're people that know that you've grown up with that know you really well, Mm because they're going to fall into, Oh, well, you're definitely a nurturer. Right. That makes sense. Okay, so I added it to my to-do list to take this okay, assessment. <laughs> <laughs> and I will share my results with you. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so I have to ask a question because I, it's a fun question. Um, and it's the last one. So I, since leaving corporate, I have a little bit more time to do what I actually like to do. And one of those things that I've not been able to do in years is just read a book. So do you have a favorite book. It could be of all time. Anything that's just helped you in life or your career. Doesn't matter. It's your all-time favorite book. Do you have one or is there many? Oh my God. You should see my house. It's like books are all, you know, I have that's a library. Right. First of all, I'm very old school. My father was a high school principal. Okay. So everything was an educational experience. Mm-hmm. My goal for buying books is if you could buy a book for $20 and turn it into $2,000, within six month period, it was a good investment. So you want to think about that. You don't want to think about, write that down. yeah, you take a $20 book. So particularly if it's a book on, you know, marketing or branding or something that you're trying to understand, or maybe it's mindset or uh, something you're learning and then you can teach it. Mm-hmm. 
that's smart gold, right? Rarely, except in the summer, when I take about three days off, sometimes I take a week off here and there. I'll read like a book for fun. I used mm-hmm. to love to read books at the beach when I was in high school. I read a lot of books. In fact, when I was in high school, I told my English teacher what I was going to read. <laughs> it started then, folks. They'd say, here's all the books you guys are going to read. I'd be like, no, we're not. I'm reading these books. And I would show them, you know. <laughs> they were yes. like, just let her do what she wants to do. They're like, I don't know who this chick is, but we're just going to let her do it. And um, so I started, you know, I started at a young age doing what I wanted to do. But there's so many great books. I like to give my clients a book called... Um, Average Sucks by Michael Burnoff. Writing it down. Michael is an incredible NLP master, and he also is very business-oriented. So it's like a double. Perfect. Like he really teaches, and he's got a podcast too. So I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. But there's certain books I give to clients based on who the client is. But Average Sucks is a great Perfect. Um, you know, there's titles I wish I had made up myself. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I like it. Yeah, I just wrote it down. I've, I've ordered a lot of books in the last few days, yeah. and I plan to uh, fit in some more reading over the and summer. It depends this year. on where you're at. My other favorite book is Are You Familiar with um, The Buddha and the Badass? No. That's um, Vishen Lakiani. He runs Mind Valley. Okay. So there's certain podcasts that I listen to where these guys usually interview authors, specifically Mind Valley, and um, because it's it's all about expanding yourself. So right. my philosophy is you can't grow your business bigger than you grow yourself. I love that. If you want to grow a big business, keep growing yourself and growing yourself because at every stage of business is a new set of challenges. Mm-hmm. You will be sweaty palmed and nervous and probably make mistakes. But that is such it. great advice. It's just kind of how it is. And people yeah. think, oh, well, certainly you've gotten to like mid six figures or a million or 2 million and you don't make mistakes anymore. And I'm like, never heard of the 80, 20 rule. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Even when yeah. you're making all that money, 20% of the time you're doing good. <laughs> of the time you suck. And, you know, it's people just think, I don't know why we think that. Is that the Cinderella story or something? Or I think so. It's like, we think that people who become successful or in our eyes, you know, whatever, they're making a lot of money or whatever. Success is different for everybody. But to me, success is about growing yourself. Mm -hmm. If you're growing and changing, you're very successful. Gosh. The money will come. The money always comes. So love hearing you say that because I so believe in that. I've always said I'm a lifelong learner. I just, I can't stop learning. Once I got my degree, I was thinking, oh, I'll have some free time. No, because then I start learning something else and I'm always learning, learning, learning. So that's like, I don't know life any other way. Like sitting on the couch, like watching TV, that sounds so boring to me. Like I want to do something. (laughs) I, I like to watch documentaries. I, I like to zone out in front of the TV sometimes. Some of these stories, because I love stories. I teach my clients. In fact, we just were teaching them to write 
personal, what I call vivid stories from their life. And so when you watch, you know, uh, something like the Ozarks or whatever you're into. That was a good one. It's a story Mm -hmm. with characters, you know, there's plots, there's things happening that you're watching it because it's intriguing. Mm -hmm. You want to do that in your business. If you're a speaker, you want to do the same kind of thing. So I take everything. I, I must be my creative sense of everything. Everything is everything. Bring it in. Bring it yeah. in. I got a client recently who reminded me of Anna Delvey. I don't know if you watched that. Uh-uh. Uh, she's a young woman who was a big fraud in New York in, in I think it was 2012 or 2014, where she got mm-hmm. all these people to invest. They thought she was an heiress, but she was really no one. And she got wow. all these very established New York financial people to invest in her. And I was like, what's interesting about that is what did she do? Right. How did she psychologically hook into people? Mm-hmm. They wanted to, they trusted her vision and they wanted to give her money. And um, that's interesting because branding and messaging is about influence. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Positioning and influence. And it's not, you know, I used to be of the belief that, you know, the most talented people ended up in Carnegie Hall, the most mm-hmm. talented singers, the most talented, and it's really not how it works. The most talented people can be at a desk selling insurance. Mm. The people that are the most ambitious, the most driven, and the most focused will be in Carnegie Hall. Amen. Amen. That is so true. It's all about that drive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting phenomena. Back to books, I think. Oh, gosh. Well, you already gave me two great examples, and I am going yeah. to be buying these. I've ordered four in just the last couple of days. So this will oh, make I six. Want, I have one more for you. Okay. Limitless. Limitless. All right. um, Are you familiar with Jim Quick? No. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Jim Quick teaches you how to learn and how Mm -hmm. to access your memory. So speed reading, remembering names remembering sequencing it's because memory is based on pictures mm-hmm. so as remember we we're talking about an emotional an event and an emotion makes a memory right it's a picture that calls up that's why music is so powerful mm-hmm. music is actually calling up visual time space you, you heard the song first or whatever was going on in your life so he teaches um He's like, there's no bad memory. There's only untrained. Interesting. Is he the author of Limitless? Yeah. Okay. So he also has a podcast. So most of these guys, in fact, all three of these guys, so interesting, they're all guys, but um, because usually I'm really on the the female side of stuff, (laughs) but every once in a while, these guys, they just are so, uh, something about them. Um, I'll be checking it out. 
all right, now I'm going to have a stack of books for the summer. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be busy reading and learning. I always say, I heard, you know, quit your day job. You, They said you'll have so much free time. They said that is BS. <laughs> yeah, no. It's it's exactly. a different busy. It's still busy, but it's my busy. It's what I want to be busy with. And that is a beautiful thing. Totally different. When you want to be doing it, that's mm-hmm. a totally different thing. I that's wake up bright eyed in the morning. Let's go. And that's awesome. I think yes. one of the things that Jim said that I've I've latched on to is little by little becomes a lot. Hmm. Little by little by little, because I'm the kind of person who want to run ahead. always want to run ahead really fast. You know I can't imagine that. Be fast, make <laughs> decisions, move fast. Yeah. And what I found for myself personally is I've slowed down hmm. and gone more on a vertical than hmm. horizontal and it's made all the difference in my business that is awesome I'm yeah I don't know which one I'm going to read first I have so many books now but I will be getting to it <laughs> and I will keep you posted <laughs> I have learned so much from you today I'm so glad I know everyone's busy and it's a Sunday and you still dialed in to have this conversation with me and I am so so thankful you're like one of the awesomest rock star launch partners I could have asked for like we're going to stay connected that's for sure I just love you to pieces definitely going to stay connected yes about relationships oh hands down Mm -hmm. relationships all right the number one best place for our listeners to find you would be well I think they should go and take the assessment heck yeah if you want to talk to me so what happens just so you're not surprised you take the assessment but to get the answers you got to talk to me, which mm-hmm. allows us to get to know each other better. Mm-hmm. I'm really about connecting with people and understanding what they need. And if I have something for you, great. And if I don't, I will give you a resource. That's just Perfect. how I roll. Um, that's what I do and what I love to do. Um, or you can go to my website and look around and get some free stuff and, you know, free stuff. Over. Yeah. Everyone stuff. likes free stuff. Yeah. Free stuff <laughs> is good. <Yeah>. Awesome. <laughs> yes. You guys have to take the assessment. Um, I will definitely be dropping all links in the show notes like we do for every episode. So if you can't write it down right now, that's totally fine. Just go back to the episode, click on it. And at the bottom, you'll be able to grab all that information. And as always, if no one has told you today, you are beautiful, you are worthy and girl. Yes, you can. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to shine with us. If you enjoyed this episode, please show us some love by subscribing to our show and sparkle us by submitting a rating and review. And if you're ready to slay, girlfriend, stop over to our website, shinesparkleslay.com. We have a free gift waiting there just for you.